to the book of Acts, and we'll just kind of start with that at least a little bit here. And, and um, uh, we have over the last uh, several weeks on the, on the midweeks been talking about, um, actually for several months been talking about restoration, but I took a few, about a month here and just talked about um, restoring lives, just being used by God to be a difference maker, amen, letting God use you to some, in some capacity to bring restoration to the lives of others. Amen. That's how it works. I said that's how it works. And uh, so we've been talking a lot about, you know, about influence. And, and um, I think uh, last week I talked about just, you know, one word from God. You know, just God using you just to speak one word into somebody's life can change your life forever. Yes. Have you ever had a word spoke to you that changed your life? Yes. I can tell you about a half a dozen things that uh, were spoke to me as specific things. Amen. Just one word, one statement. Amen. One verse. And it just changed my life. Changed my life forever. Amen. And it was just one revelation of that. So, uh, you know, and it always, in almost every case, not every case, but in most of those cases, it, it, God used somebody to speak something or say something. And it was right there. The timing was perfect. Come on. And so I believe God wants to use us in those kind of capacities. And so tonight I'm going to talk some more about that. But we're going to talk in the area of service. Now, I've kind of, you know, had a little you know, a little, uh, you know, behind, little, little motive behind all of this, you know, because, you know, here we are, uh, got VBS week coming up, we had Rodeo Bible Camp, and our people just, man, like gangbusters, you know, got to do and be and serve and go, and just seems like it never stops, man, just it's like it goes, goes, and goes, and, and uh, so really my heart has been through all of this is, is trying to stir us into understanding, you know, what our purpose is in a sense. We're about changing lives. Amen. It's about winning souls. Amen. It's about, it's about moving people towards God. It's about, you know, somehow empowering people to be who they're called to be and being used by God. You know, Jesus said this. He said, uh, he said my, my, my food, my sustenance is doing the will of God. And everything he did was about influence. So everywhere he went, everything he did was about influencing other people, somehow empowering people, bringing wholeness, healing, restoration in some way or sh- shape or form. And by doing that, it brought sustenance to him. It's what fed him. And you know as well as I do that anytime you get used by God in any capacity, it does something for you, right? Come on, right? Come on, right? You know, it's like, uh, uh, you know, when you, I think it was uh, my wife was talking the other day, and, and uh, you know, when, you, when, when you're doing what, you, what you're called to do, man, it's like nothing hurts. But when you ain't doing anything, it's like everything hurts. You know, it's like, what's that old statement? You know, when you win and nothing hurts, but when you lose, everything hurts. It's the same thing about service unto God, you know, being used by God in some capacity. When God uses you, it's like, man, you just, everything's great. Everything's flowing. Why? Because it's sustenance. But when that's not happening, you always just feel like life just stinks. And maybe a few other choice words in there, but we'll leave those alone. Amen. Come on, right? Am I right? All right, so we're going to talk about, you know, bringing restoration just through service, and we probably will, you know, for the most part, kind of lean a little bit towards the youngins here tonight, maybe. All right, so, uh, well, you know, you'll kind of see that's kind of threaded through this a little bit, praise God. So the book of Acts, chapter 13, praise God, the book of Acts, chapter 13, and uh, first, what's that? Boy, you guys better watch it back there. I'm the one preaching tonight, so knock it off. Straighten up back there. All right. Chapter 13, please. All right. This uh, statement uh, 
uh, about David here in context. And it said, verse 36 of Acts 13 says, For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers, and saw corruption. Now, you think that's not much of a refrigerator verse, but the first part of it is what we're really looking at here. And that is this, that David uh, uh, served his own generation. Everybody say he served his generation. Hallelujah. Now, the word served here, uh, hooper, retio, something like that. It's a pretty, pretty lot of syllables in it, so we'll leave it alone. I'm sure I butchered it. But uh, it means uh, a willful assistance or to minister unto. It means to attend to, to be useful, or to bring your supply. That's what it means. Okay, so David, you know, served his own generation. Amen. By the will of God, it says. Uh, you know, the Word says that David was a man after God's own heart. So one of those things that determined that, one of those things that God loved about David was his willingness to serve his own generation. Now, we, we, you know, just, you know, that man's life alone, the things that he did, if you, um, you know, I probably won't go there tonight, but uh, uh, 1 Samuel, I believe it's chapter 22, and uh, when um, he was at the cave of Adullam, which just means a place of no significance, and here 400, come on, gathered unto him, and, you know, it talks about they had, you know, they had all kinds of, just people that had all kinds of issues, just like normal people. Come on, somebody. Had things going on, life, you know, hanging heavy, whatever. And they just gathered unto him, and the word said that he became captain, a captain over them. Amen. Willfully became a captain. He could have said, you know what, listen, I got my own set of problems. Leave me alone. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. I got my own set of problems. Leave me alone. Go deal with your own stuff somewhere else. But he made a decision to go ahead and do his part to serve, to be a blessing in any way that he could. And, of course, out of that group came the mighty men. Amen. That actually became a little band of of men that really was feared by everybody. Everybody wanted them on their side. Are you hearing me? And so that's what happened out of this group that was, you know, you know, discontented and in debt and you know, just had issues, you know. But David became a captain. He made a decision willfully to serve, amen, and become a captain over them and help them, praise God. And we got other uh, instances in the book, too, about that. But David, I believe, was, that's one of the reasons why David was a man after God's own heart, praise God. Amen. amen. So I believe, okay, I believe that God is still looking for people who will willfully serve their generation. So whether I'm talking to those in the room tonight or those watching or listening by internet, are you somebody that God's eyes, you know, the Word says His eyes are going to and forth. Will, you know, He's looking right now for that loyal heart. He's looking for somebody right now that He can show Himself strong to, praise God. Amen. Can God stop and look at you as somebody who's got a willful, hallelujah, willful heart, amen, in uh, wanting to serve this generation. Amen. Now, for whatever it's worth, you know, um, you know, uh, this may not be the last generation. It may not be. You know, some people think maybe it is, and, you know, it could be. Uh, but regardless, it's yours. You know, and that's how you have to kind of look at this. Whether this is the last generation or not, uh, we're, we're right now the one we're in, it's, it's our last generation. So we might as well make the best of it. We might as well make a difference. 
in some capacity, praise God. Are you still with me? And it's a choice. I said it's a choice. Now, a lot of folks, you know, want to look the other way, turn a deaf ear, ignore it, or criticize it. There's some, some want to do that, too. How I many know it isn't worth it? How about just make a difference? It got awful quiet in this Holy Ghost house. All right, let's, I tell you, let's look at a verse. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2, please. Philippians 2. All right. Look at your neighbors here. Let's make a difference. Hallelujah. Now, serving this generation. Uh, chapter 2, verse 14. Let's go there. It says, do all things without grumbling and complaining. Oh, well, anyway, without complaining and disputing. Okay. Well, look at your neighbor and say, well, don't be guilty of that. Look at this. That you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst. Everybody say in the midst. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. Okay, it, it is out there, right? I mean, it's kind of crazy out there. You know, I get pop-ups on my iPad all the time about craziness. You know, it's just, I think that's what they should just call it, the crazy app. Everything pops up that's going on nuts around the world. And I'm thinking, my goodness, it just seems like it pops. In fact, I think I got one while I was just up here. Just stupid stuff people do and things that go on. Because why? It's a crooked and perverse generation. It's, it's out there. It gets darker and darker. And, and if you don't watch it, pretty soon you're just trying to bury your head and run from it. Come on, somebody. Turn a deaf ear to it or just grumble or complain or, or bicker about it or, or criticize it or, or some kind of thing. And ain't none of that's going to do any good. And here we are. We're children of God with the greater one on the inside. We're more than conquerors. We're world overcomers. Come on, somebody. I mean, we got the goods, man. We got the Word of God. We got the Spirit of God. I mean, man, we got the presence of God. We got God on our side. I mean, you just can't go wrong. And so God's saying, all right, can you be somebody that'll have a willing heart, willing to serve their generation to make a difference? And I say, yes. Anybody else with me today? Amen. Praise God. But it says here, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom, in other words, in the midst of it, we're called to shine as lights in the world. We're called to be difference makers. Amen. We're the light. We're the salt. We're difference makers. It's who we are. Praise God. Amen. So, uh, with that said, we're called to, uh, you know, influence, to imprint. And I did a whole message just on influence a few weeks back, but, uh, so I won't kind of hang there too long, but... Uh, you know, we're called to affect the lives of children. Somebody said something one uh, day I heard uh, uh, Miss Kathy here said something to him, and I think they were saying something about something, and she says, you know, we're just here to save little kids from, you know, going to hell. It's like just put her all right back in perspective. Hello. Well, uh, sometimes, you know, you know, uh, you know, anytime there's people connections, there's people conflict. Anytime two people come together, uh, you know, the opportunity for something to, you know, not quite go right is there. Not that we're praying for that and believing for that, but I think we're all wise enough to know that, you know, it's just the way it works. And so with that, you know, not everybody's going to see it the same way. Not everybody's going to agree on everything. So we just, you know, our heart is just, let's just do our best to try to reach out and reach as many people as we can, any way we can, praise God, to make a difference. Yeah. 
is what it's about, praise God. And so rodeo, Bible camp, you know, I don't ride a horse. I ride a steel pony. I do not ride one of those ones with a tail. I do a soft tail, though. Yeah, good girl. Woo! That's my girl. You should have wore leather today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I ride a soft tail, but not a fuzzy, furry tail one. Amen. Amen. That's right. Well, anyway, praise God. So, but, uh, but Rod and Amy do. Amen. And uh, we got a few other folks in the house that do that. And then we got a few other folks in the house that don't do that either, but they don't have any problem helping out them kids, praise God, and reaching those kids, amen, any way they can. They, amen. Teaching them rodeo stuff and at the same time teaching them how to love Jesus and serve God. Amen. And I just appreciate all that. And all of it to, to some capacity, some way or another, being used by God to serve your generation to make a difference, praise God. Our VBS here, amen. Some say, well, I just, you know, I just, don't get me around kids. I hate being around kids. Well, well, then you can be in the back room counting this and doing this and doing that and helping this and in the meantime watching what all goes on in this place. You got 200 plus kids running around in here, praise God, getting touched by the power of God. Amen. Last week or last year alone, 70 some kids came to Christ, amen, amen. through a deal like that. And we're believing for more. We've had more pre-registered, praise God, this year than we've ever had. Amen. And that just keeps coming in, praise God. So who knows? Maybe we'll hit 300. Amen. Some of my gals went, I don't know. But I just believe, praise God, it's just another way. And, you know, this year we're doing a, a superhero theme, you know. And, and some say, well, I don't like superheroes. I don't care. They do. You know, so, it, yeah. You know, so anyway, it's what it is. And so we're going to do our best to... You know, doing some way or another, reaching, praise God. Yeah. And it's high energy. Yeah. We don't know this boring stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, everything we do is for the kids. You know, if, if we can, I mean, listen, if all, you know, you put a couple, three weeks into doing stuff and 70 some kids come to Jesus in one week, then I think it's kind of worth it. Yeah. It is work. It's a lot of work. And, and uh, that's why we're hoping, you know, this maybe stirs you to be a part of it, praise God, amen, to be a part of that kind of thing, amen, because you get in on that. Yeah. The kids come into the kingdom, when anybody comes into the kingdom, praise God, when our youth come into the kingdom, when, uh, what was that one song from, whether you're 7 or 95, is that what it said, yeah. something like that in that song, whether you're 7 or 95, we actually have uh, our folks here, amen, how old was that the gentleman that gave his heart to the Lord at the, uh, at the nursing home, that one Told the testimony. Was he ninety some years old or something? That one, a woman that was a hundred, amen. And then they had a, a young man. Yeah, that's that's right up there. And then they had a young man who was, uh, you know, what was he? I think he was in his forties. Is that right? Or thirties? The one that had the physical problem. They prayed for him. He's no longer there. Doesn't need to be there now. I'm just saying, you know, some way or another, there's a way to reach our generation, serve this generation, make a difference, praise God. Come on. That's what it's about, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Got those going in the prison and helping them and feeding the hungry. And I mean, man, whoo, happen in place. Glory to God. All right. Praise God. So anyway, making an imprint. 
uh, on our generation, praise God, regardless of how crooked and perverse it is, we're going to make a difference, praise God. So I just kind of put this down here too, that uh, we're serving uh, this generation today. Why? Because if we do that, we do it right, if we impact them, imprint them right, guess what? We'll impact and imprint our society tomorrow. All right? You don't like how things are? Well, let's change it. Not bellyache about it. Let's change it, praise God. And we can do that, praise God, uh, you know, by preaching the gospel to youngins, to teens, to the elderly, to the homeless, the prisoner. Come on, somebody. Somehow or another, serving uh, this generation and making a difference. And I, if I, you know, I, I, I would like to be known as a man after God's own heart. How about you? Amen. Well, that's what David was, and one of those reasons, and David didn't do everything perfect. Didn't do everything perfect, but for some odd reason, I mean, man, there were just certain things about him that God loved, amen, and one of those things was his willingness to serve his own generation. Amen. Praise God. So anyway, said that for this reason, uh, these youngins could be our future ministers, so we want to be trained right. How about teachers? They could be teachers, public officials. Oh, hallelujah. We want them saved. Media. Got to get them saved. Amen. How about some CEO, some company, some employer uh, or employees? Have you ever had, you know, there's sometimes somebody, well, I tell you this generation, I mean, I do it too. I see it out there, man. I think, my God, doesn't anybody want to work? Right? Well, you know, we could sit and bellyache about it all day, or we could get them all saved, get them turned on to Jesus, and make workers out of them, and they get out there and become a productive part of our, our uh, society. And at the meantime, they got a gospel message under their belt where they can teach and speak and praise God, make a difference everywhere they go. Can I hear a big amen? Here's another one. This could be, this is amazing. You know, when you really stop and you think about it, you know, you make a difference in these youngins because someday they could be part of your family. Maybe they already are part of your family, but regardless, I mean, you know, you think, ah, you know, why do we reach people? Because you just never know, dude. Right? So the point is, is that, you know, it changes. You, you change them today, it changes the whole, whole course of things tomorrow. It changes our society, it changes our communities, amen? So anyway, praise God. Go to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 30. Let's look at something, a couple things here. Deuteronomy 30. Are you glad you came out on a Wednesday night? Yeah. I'm glad you did. Deuteronomy 30. And kind of kind of just jump in here with verse 19. He just got done, you know, talking and explaining the, the blessing and the curses and, and there's given kind of clarity on that. <clears throat> and then he's uh, so verse 19, he says this of chapter 30. He said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you. In other words, I brought it out, putting it, setting the record straight here, all right? So you can't go around saying that I didn't say something or I didn't tell you, all right? He said that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. In other words, I explained it to you. Therefore, amen, just in case you, you haven't figured it out yet, I'm going to give you the answer. This is an open book test, all right? Here's the, here's the answer. Choose life. Why? It's my life. I can do whatever I want. It ain't just about your life, son. It ain't just about your life, girl. 
That why? Well, because both you and your descendants may live. See, it ain't just about, well, how it just affects you only. See, it, what affects you then determines others. Your own kids, your own family members, your own friends, amen? You can be a vital part of something, amen, uh, where a sphere of influence, praise God, you'll walk in to change thousands and beyond, amen, whatever capacity. It ain't saying you got to be a minister for that to happen, but of course, in the, you know, we're all called to somehow or another be ministers, right? We're ambassadors, right? Come on. And so uh, anyway, uh, the point is, praise God, it is more than just about you. So what we're talking about, amen, is making a choice for life, amen, to be one who will affect their generation because it's more than just about you. Now, God has you on His mind. There ain't no doubt about it. But guess what? He's got more than just you on His mind. Amen? So anyway, praise God. So, I, I put down a couple questions here, and one of them is going to be, you know, why do we do what we do? And another question we'll get to in a bit is how do we do what we do? Um, so why do we do this? Why do we serve our generation? Why does this church do it? I mean, why do we do what we do? Why do we put on this, you know, VBS or, or these other uh, outreaches we do? Why do we, why do we have a rodeo Bible camp? I mean, man, there's just a lot of work. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of work, and man, I got a life, you know. Huh? Got my own job, and got my own family, got my own this, got my own that. Of course you do. We all do. Come on, right? But it ain't just about you. All right? God wants to use you, amen, wants to flow through you to make a difference in somebody's life. And that's why, one of those reasons why we serve. That's why we, we become part of this kind of things. We, we jump in and roll up our sleeves and get after it, praise God. Work together as a team, amen, it brings sustenance, praise God, brings joy, hallelujah. There's something about camaraderie that happens when you come together as one. Come on, right? Hallelujah. Man, when you get involved with these kind of things, you do find out it's more than just about you. Amen. It's just amazing what happens when you, you get to reach lives, amen, and, and touch lives, whether they're this high. I mean, we got them, what, coming at three years old. Nobody else does that. I know why. <laughs> I know why they don't. But nobody else does that. Well, why not? We'll do it. So we have one whole room and everything that's just designated that's just for them, praise God. Yeah. And they, come when eight. and they keep coming when they're eight. You're amazing. That's true. It's true. They just keep coming. And that's what it's about. They come in here and they get, uh, you know, that high energy praise and worship and high energy games and high energy food and high sugar food. <laughs> high energy, you know, uh, you know uh, story. Uh, and the puppets and all the stuff that goes on, praise God, amen. And it's all about, praise God, reaching them from this high on up, praise God, amen. Hallelujah. Well, a lot of times, even us as, you know, parents and adults, you know, we get touched by it because something happens that you think, wow, isn't God good? Amen. Praise the Lord. All right, so put, uh, let's put a few verses on the board, just make up a little time here, praise God. So why do we do what we do? Well, first off, we want to value 
our generation like God does. Right? you got to put a value on it. It's a high value. Uh, people um, are God's highest commodity. So put 127, Psalms 127 on the board, if you will. Verse 3 says, Behold, children are a heritage, amen, from the Lord. Amen. The fruit of the womb is a reward, praise God. Children are a heritage. They're high commodity. Amen. High prize, high, high value on it, praise God. Amen. Like I said, we'll probably lean a little bit towards maybe uh, children and youth ministry just because of what's going on in the next few weeks here. Uh, but uh, bottom line is, amen, why? We have a value. They have a value, praise God. And we should also see the value of that yes. and understand the value of that, amen, and not lose sight of that. You know, when your, your kids get saved and they get turned on to God, now granted, you know, uh, you know hopefully they're going to you know, keep, you know, keep gleaning it and keep drawing from it, praise God. But it's like, uh, you know, preventive medicine. You know, it's just maybe a weak way of saying it, but it, but it kind of gets the point across. And you get them turned on to God, then maybe you won't have some of them issues. We've all been around the issues. We've all seen it. Come on, somebody. We've all got some of it somewhere or another. But it's amazing when you get kids serving God moving forward, some of that stuff isn't as apt to happen. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, I'll take some of that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Heritage. Now, this word heritage means an inheritance or a prized heirloom, a valuable possession or high commodity. Praise God. Put Psalms 112, 1 and 2 up on the board, if you will. It says this, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, or reveres, respects the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. Verse 2, His descendants will be mighty on earth, Everybody say mighty. mighty. Woo, mighty. Literally means warriors. Amen. There'll be warriors on the earth, praise God. The generation of the upright will be blessed or empowered, praise God, that means. Amen. So praise the, praise the Lord. So I just put this down in my notes that we value our generation as God does. Amen. And what happens then? We start giving them, we start giving them some purpose. You know, when you value, you put a value, a high value on them, praise God, they see that, they recognize that, amen, and it gives them purpose. They become mighty. They become warriors. Come on. Hallelujah. They're blessed. They walk in, in the blessing. They've got, they got some purpose, praise God, amen. They're empowered to do something, amen, and I think it's a good thing, amen. Put Acts 2 and verse 17 and 18. This, of course, was a, a prophecy as he was preaching here. He's brought out. He said, and it, and it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Everybody say purpose. purpose. They got purpose. Amen. Hallelujah. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. I'm still seeing visions. Hallelujah. Anyway, and on my uh, men servants and on my maid servants, praise God, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. In other words, they got purpose. Amen. So when you begin to see the value and begin to recognize that and you get involved and you serve, amen, praise God, they come into the kingdom, they start coming into who they are, they walk in their purpose, they walk in their calling, praise God, hallelujah. Why should we spend the rest of our life trying to figure that mess out? Anybody hearing me? When all along, praise God, we can help them with that when they're young. Praise God the way it should be. Praise the Lord. 
Are you still doing good? All right. Well, not only do we value our generation, we're called to aim our generation. Okay, so, uh, so put, uh, put the 127, Psalms 127, verse 4 this time. We read verse 3, but let's read verse 4 now. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Amen. Well, they, we should be able to aim them. A-I-M. Amen. Aim them. Praise God. Uh, praise God. Uh, Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And what happens? When they're older, right? That's the, that should be the point that they don't depart from it, right? So if you train them right, teach them right, if you get a hold of them uh, right, praise God, hopefully they won't depart then, right? Am I right? And the idea is to aim them, praise God. No, why is that? Well, I think really, especially dealing with kids anyway, um, they're not so much set in their ways yet. Right? I mean, they got, you know, they're, they just, they're just kind of flowing, man. Hey, all right. And then you get in there and got involved, and now you're helping them. You're kind of directing them, aiming them, praise God. It's the way it should be. I believe kids are always willing to move forward. They're full of energy. They have a contagious demeanor about them. Amen. So why wouldn't we reach them? Why wouldn't we help them? Why wouldn't we aim them? Amen. If they're going to have all that energy, let's get it going in the right direction. Right? Come on, right? Anyway, just a thought. Amen. I like energy. You say, oh, man, they're a lot of work. Yes, they can be. But that can be a really good thing when you got them aimed right. One day, praise God, all that energy, praise God, is going to be such a blessing to you. Amen? Okay, I'll leave that one alone, but amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, put, uh, put 2 Timothy 3 on the board. This, of course, uh, you know, talking about Timothy's life a little bit here. He says, but uh, this is Paul talking to him, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. In other words, somebody in his life, amen, his mother and his grandmother earlier on in the book, he, th- these are people that spoke into his life, amen, and Paul spoke into his life, amen. Verse 15 says, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, uh, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now this, talking about Timothy. Now Timothy at this time is pastoring the largest church probably at that time on the planet. And so what Paul's bringing out, said, listen, you've learned from early on. Somebody aimed you right. Somebody pointed you in the right direction. And because of that, here we are, praise God. Amen. God, you know, God moving and doing things in your life. You've got some purpose, praise God. Amen. And so, uh, you know, of course, he's encouraging Timothy, praise God, to keep moving forward and never back up, keep moving on and grab hold of all that you're called to do. Amen. But somebody aimed this guy right. Somebody gave him direction early on. Amen. Are you hearing me? So there's, there's a reason for it. You know, we're just going to wait for everybody, and hopefully they're going to, you know, come along, come into the kingdom when, you know, when they get up there. That's pretty dangerous. I said, that's pretty dangerous. Because you have no, no guarantees unless you're by faith standing on the Word of God. And I found that most people don't. So there's no guarantees unless you are standing by faith. So here's the deal, all right? We want to reach as many people as we can 
and aim them early if we can. So whether we're, we're riding some horse alongside of them or help holding them as they get on some bucking cow or whatever, or whether we're holding their hand as they go to the bathroom and back to the class again, come on somebody, hallelujah, or helping them out there, amen, or in here, you know, doing some dance moves, praise God, just to get them all excited and pumped up, praise God, then hallelujah. Yeah. Or you can be like, well, Jackie's a candy lady. You ever see her come in with her bag? Just full, full of contraband. Somebody said, oh, what do they do in that church? Uh, it's a bunch of sugary stuff, praise God. She hands out and everybody knows. All them kids come running, praise God. And every one of them, praise God, they love Jackie. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Jackie gives out treats for Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, are you willing to serve your generation or not? Well, anyway, it's amazing what God can do, praise the Lord. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's, uh, let's try this. Praise God. Um, let's do uh, back again to uh, Deuteronomy 30. All right. So I'll put that verse 19 on the board again. So, um, you know, how do we do, uh, you know, or pardon me, what do we do or why do we do it? Well, because we value them and we want to aim them right, right? Well, how do we do it? Well, there's different things that get involved. How do we do this? Well, first off, it says here, it says, choose life. In other words, you got to make a choice. Come on, right? you got to choose life that both you and your descendants may live. All right? Choose life. Everybody say choose life. Choose life. Okay, so it starts with, with a choice. It starts with some obedience, right? Come on. I mean, everybody, you know, you could say no because you're busy. And, and don't get me wrong, we're not, we're not denying that people are busy. We get that. And we are all got stuff on our plate and a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff, it seems like, anymore. Come on. But we all can do something. We all can serve in some capacity. So it, it starts with us first and foremost choosing life, saying, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a part. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. I'm going to be a part. What can I do? Amen. I'll do what I can. Amen. Amen. And it's about it, praise God. So I believe that our obedience, amen, promotes a spirit of empowerment. So when we all get involved and we're all apart, praise God, we help empower others. And the more of us that connect together to do our part, praise God, guess what? The more we can empower. I believe, okay, as Paul talked about to the Corinthian church, the sphere of influence, amen, sphere, sphere of authority and influence begins to increase. The more of us that come together, that helps with that sphere of influence increasing. That's why that these outreaches can continue to grow every year. Come on. And it takes, it takes a development each year. It takes everybody kind of learning and, and doing because it, and the more you got people in the right place, the more you can reach out and the further it can go and the more influence it gets out there, praise God, amen. And the more of them you empower, amen, they come in, they get empowered. We got a couple young gals that help uh, with our uh, you know, we're just kind of thinking about a lot of these young ones that they've been went through VBS, 
And even some of those with the Rodeo Bible Camp, they've gone through Rodeo Bible Camp, they've gone through VBS, they get to a certain age, and pretty soon it's like, I want to be a helper now. I want to be one of those now that has, you know, does something here or helps out here or helps out there. And that's what it should be about. So you empower them, amen? So the more that we get involved, the more that we do, the praise God, the more it expands, reaches out, and pretty soon, little by little, here comes that next generation, amen, coming into this thing right, praise God, amen? Oh, hallelujah. I think that's all good, right? All right, so with that said, um, turn to, uh, well, let's see here. I'll tell you what, let's do... Uh, Deuteronomy 28 and 1, since we're right there, let's do that. Back up here, 28 and 1, we'll go ahead and use it. Um, just, just talking about being obedient to it. It says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord our God, uh, to, do, uh, to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Talk about influence. And all the blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Why? Because you made a decision to obey. Amen. The voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Now, just, just think about this in a little bit, just in the area of influence, okay? Now, of course, we know personally uh, that happens. All of a sudden, there's, there's an empowerment that comes. A blessing just means an empowerment. Amen. So you're empowered. But just think about it now in the area of influence, okay? You're blessed everywhere you go. Forget why. Because you're willing to serve. You're willing to be a part of it, praise God. You're helping something increase. Now, it's, it's affecting your city. It's affecting the country. It's affecting everywhere, praise God. Are you still with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. And then it says this in verse 4. It says, Blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your ground, and increase your herds, and increase your cattle, and offspring of your flocks. So we're talking about in the house and outside the house. Point is, praise God. It affects lives. I was kind of looking at this, um, and I know I didn't give you none of these, uh, the, these verses here, Mary, but I just like verse 10, though, I was thinking of, of that same chapter. It just says, Then all the peoples of the earth shall see that, you're, uh, that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall uh, be afraid or revere respect. They're going to see something, amen, amen. And really, if, if the whole body of Christ would just get a hold of this, the country would snap back into line. Your communities would snap back in the line because you become united, okay? But it's about influence. So, okay, you're reaching, you know, it starts with this younger generation. You start reaching them, praise God. Guess what? It starts affecting your communities. It starts affecting your country, praise God. Are you still with me? All right, praise God. So, praise the Lord. It, uh, it's about obedience. That's a part of it. Um, we read uh, earlier in Acts uh, about David, um, you know, he was willing to serve his own generation. He, he was obedient to it. All right, uh, I'm going to kind of skip down a little bit here, Mary, but uh, uh, Genesis 18 says that Abraham was, was, was one of the reasons God chose Abraham was his willingness to pass it on, his willingness to, in, in a sense, make a difference in his generation. Come on, right? For I've known him uh, in order, talking about Abraham, uh, this is God talking about him, in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they may keep the way of the Lord and do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abram what he has spoken to him. So part of what, you know, a, part of what God saw in Abraham was his willingness, even though he didn't have kids yet. He didn't have kids yet at this time. But yet God saw something in him. There was something in him, and I believe it's the same thing he saw in David, 
was something about this man was willing to take, amen, and influence something in him and influence this next generation or whatever, the generation that he's in, praise God. Are you with me? Amen. amen. So that, that's what it's about, praise God. So, praise the Lord. Are you still with me? Yeah. All right, so um, let's see. How about, let's go to the book of Matthew. Let's do chapter 19. We have a couple references there, maybe. Uh, look at this, all right. Uh, chapter 19, verse 13, let's do that. It says this, Then little children were brought to him, this is Jesus, that he might put his hand on them and pray. Uh, but the disciples, you know, thought they're nuisance, you know, darn little kids. Get them out of here, man, what's the deal? All right, so anyway, they, you know, disciples didn't, didn't see it. Verse 14 says, But Jesus said, let the, let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 15, amen. And he laid hands on them and then departed from there. Amen. Now, obviously, Jesus knew the value of it. Come on, right? So, praise the Lord. Put, uh, put uh, chapter, I think it's chapter 18. Is it like verse 5 or something like that? There it is. Uh, whoever receives, this is what he said now earlier, uh, in an earlier uh, day, he said, whoever receives one, of the, one little child like this in my name receives me. I mean, I mean obviously, God had some, uh, you know, the Lord had some value on kids, right? Now, I, I said that for this reason, okay? Um, David was chosen because of his willingness to pass it on. Abraham was chosen because of his willingness to pass it on. Uh, and I believe, amen, it's the same for you and me. If we'll, we'll see the value of it. Come on. I believe there's a blessing on us, amen, because we're willing. In fact, I'm just, I'm just claiming that right now, amen. There's a blessing on us because of our willingness to pass it on to the next generation. So if God sees something in us too, amen. So if, if God, if the blessing, amen, a part of that anyway, somehow, you know, a piece of that anyway, if what we see in David's life, we see in Abraham's life, amen, I claim that. The same promises for you and me, come on. And the same blessing, the Word says, for uh, you and me, amen. So I believe there's, you know, part of this, if we will grab hold of this, just our willingness to pass it on, amen, to serve our generation and, and to pass it on into the next generation, there's something to be said about that. And if there's any blessing, if there's any promises, if there's anything in that book that says I can have because of that, hallelujah, I claim it, I take it. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Anybody else with me on that? And there's plenty in there. Amen. So, you know, there's something to be said. Amen. About uh, your obedience to just pass it on to the next generation and serve. Praise God. So it takes obedience. Next thing, it takes relevance. Not just obedience, but it takes relevance. So everybody say relevance. relevance. All right. That word relevant means something that's pertinent or to the point, suitable, befitting, appropriate, applicable. Applicable. There we go. Say it right. It's what that word means. But uh, um, relevance. Um, you know, I don't know if you know this, but kids don't think like you do. In fact, put, uh, uh, let's put a, a couple references. Let's do the 1 Corinthians 9, Mary. Let's put that one on. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 19. Paul said this, For though I am free from all men, in other words, hey, you know, I can do it, you know. Though I'm free from all men, I've made myself a servant to all. Why? That I might win the more. Now, there's a part of what he's talking about is, is being relevant here, all right? What can I do to make a difference in this group? Now, we're not, not every person's 
got the capacity. Well, let's put it this way. Not every person, I won't say capacity, it's the wrong word. Uh, not everybody necessarily has a calling to reach all people groups. You may not have the calling or gifting or whatever to reach all people groups, but you have something in you to help reach all people groups. Amen. Amen. Some, some, to some capacity. But, but, you know, for those, you know, when you're, when you're dealing with kids, you know, you probably want people that can relate. Right? And so, you know, we find out sometimes when you're, you know, Sunday school or find out with youth or find out with, you know, the VBS or find out with whatever, whatever it is, outreach, whatever, you find out some people just really got it. And some, it's like, no. So we find out that there's just some folks that you just have to say, we got to find that right spot for you. Amen. Amen. Right? I mean, that's a fact. And, uh, but I guarantee you, everybody has some, to some or another, they can help while we reach. I mean, you may not, you know, you say, well, I can't do that. But boy, I can sure, you know, be a part of that somehow or another. Amen. But anyway, the point being is, uh, you know, when you're dealing especially with kids, um, you know, especially with kids, um, relevant is, is pretty key. Um, you know, as I said earlier, you know, our theme this year for the, for the uh, uh, VBS is superheroes, you know, and uh, super, superhero headquarters here, you know. And uh, somebody say, well, I don't, I don't believe in all that superhero stuff. Whatever. They like it, you know. And, uh, you know, I wrote down, uh, let's see, where did I put that? Because, you, know, um, you know, relevance isn't necessarily resemblance, but relevance is important. Uh, relevance uh, doesn't give you a, a license to uh, compromise, right? But relevance is important. Amen. Uh, let's see, Mary, we have, let's do that one in, uh, is it 1 Corinthians 13, is that correct? And verse 11 says, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Amen. But you're ministering to a child. And that child don't think like you think. And so when you're, when you're trying to reach him, as Paul says, I'm going to become whatever it takes to reach all men. So in this case, we're talking about maybe kids or youth or whatever. It's like, you know, they don't think like you think. Right? I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, we could say, you know, well, I got to watch how I say this, I guess. Um, you know, they maybe don't see everything the way you see it. And maybe even something they see may not even be all the way there. I mean, remember, their brain ain't even fully developed yet. But there's one area, and this thing, and this they like, and this they like, and this they enjoy. And God can somehow, through all that, show you a way, through all that, to reach them, amen, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we're not talking about compromise. We're just talking about relevance, being relevant. And so, uh, you, know, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I, I would just soon not have to get on a horse. Most of my experiences with a horse haven't been good. And I'm sure it's the rider. You know? Somebody said, well, put a cowboy hat on and come help. If all I have to wear is a cowboy hat, that's good. Right? 
All right? But, you know, but you might say, well, you know, I don't, I don't understand all that. Well, doesn't matter. Can you help? Yeah. Is it, do you value them? Yeah. Can you help us aim them? Yeah. Can you be a part of this? Yeah. Hallelujah. If I got to put on a pair of boots and a cowboy hat, woo! I'm good with that, right? Come on, doesn't matter. Well, you know, dealing with little kids, you know, it's a whole different ball game. You know, it's, it's high energy and a lot of stuff going on, and, and you got to just, you got to be relevant. So that's why we transformed the building. <coughs> Not just put a, you know, silly, I mean, when I grew up, it was, VBS was about three posters on the wall, and that was about it. And it's because nobody wanted to, well, I don't want to do that in church, and I want to change that, don't fix that, and can't do that, and take, kick them outside, make the kids do. Wait a minute, dude. Right? And then they get upset because nobody shows up to their VBS. Well, you got to be relevant. Amen. And whether you like it or don't like it, it's, it's you know, you're, they don't think like you think. And uh, so we try to do our best in some way or shape or form to somehow be relevant enough so that they can relate to it, praise God, and we can reach them in some capacity where we can change their life some, some way or another, whether bring them into the kingdom for the first time or just get them aimed in the right direction, praise God, so one day they become a productive part of the kingdom of God. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Are you still with me today? Yes. Amen. Enthusiasm, excitement, energy, it's all necessary. Huh? And you say, well, it's not about entertaining. It ain't about entertaining just to entertain. But it is about energy, enthusiasm, and excitement. Yes. And if you're going to, yeah, it needs to be fun, absolutely. And if it ain't, you know, and I know I'm just putting a lot of plugs here for our children's and youth ministry stuff, but that's the way it works. Come on. Yes. You don't want to just come up and think you're going to be, you know, monotone and bore everybody to death? I know that's not a real faith confession there, but... But you get the point. I mean, some people are like, my gosh. I mean, kids are thinking, I don't want nothing that. I don't want that. Well, you're going to have to have some energy. Amen. All right. Praise God. And incentives. That's key. Hmm? Incentives. That's why we do some of the, you know, give away things, do things. And it's all about incentives. It's about whatever it takes. Amen. Well, anyway, praise God. Okay, so obedience, relevance. How about this one? Our substance. So, you know, it takes, takes us being a part there. Time, energy, efforts, finance, all the things that it takes to reach people. Right? Uh, Galatians 6. Let's do that. Do a couple references here. Galatians 6, 7. Praise God. Do not be deceived. God does not mock whatever a man sows that he will also reap. All right? Verse 8. Praise God. For he who sows to the flesh... Will the flesh reap corruption? He who sows in the Spirit, will the Spirit reap everlasting life? And this is what we're talking about. Everything you're doing, you're sowing toward the Spirit. It may not just be just, remember, it ain't just about your life. It's about others. So you're sowing toward the Spirit, praise God. Verse 9, please. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap and due, uh, if we do not lose heart. Verse 10, here we go. And it says, therefore, as we have, have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith, praise God. So 
So in other words, whatever you sow, remember, it's, you know, let's think about this. You know, uh, do you got loved ones? Yeah, yeah. And that's not a trick question. Uh, you got loved ones? Yes. Do you got, uh, you know, little sugars and little grand sugars? Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, think about this. Um, you know, maybe you can't always be right there for them, but I bet if you start sowing toward the Spirit, remember, you reap a harvest. And maybe what you're doing right now is you're ministering to somebody else's sugar, somebody else's grand sugar, because of something they're sowing. And here you are ministering to them, and you bring help, you know, you turn them in a direction toward God, amen, turn them toward, you know, uh, kingdom things, praise God, and what you're doing is you're sowing seed. At least you should be claiming your harvest. I've got kids, amen, I've got grandkids, whatever it is you're believing for, praise God, I'm calling them all into the kingdom, I'm calling them, praise God, to serve you the whole, all the days of their life, Lord God, I'm sowing, praise God, I'll help somebody else out, how to try to fulfill their prayers, praise God, just by being, doing, and being what I'm called to do and be, just by reaching our generation, amen, and if I do that, sowing seed, and I got a harvest coming, well, anyway, Right? Praise God. Now, I want to say this, though. Okay, one of the other things that happens, though, when, you, when we're talking about, you know, sowing, you know, substance and bringing time, energy, up, it's about excellence. I want to bring that out. I believe if we're going to do it, let's do it right. Come on. Excellence. Okay? Um, the ten times better spirit. If we're going to do it, let's be the best. Let's do it the best. Do our best at it. Come on, right? And I think if we keep doing our best, we'll be the best. And it's not that we're in some competition, but it just comes down to this. Amen. We're doing it as unto the Lord, and I don't want to do nothing sloppy. Right? Come on. So, you know, in any way, shape, or form, we're reaching out. We're, you know, we're doing our best. We're doing it with excellence. Praise God. And excellence never happens by accident. Excellence only happens when you choose, when you make the decision to walk in excellence or to do it in excellence, to give your all. Years ago, you know, one of those little phrases, I don't, I've been a long time since I've heard it now, but um, praise the Lord, probably just because I talk about how I don't like it, um, is that somebody made a comment and said, you know, good enough for gospel. And then I thought, what the, who would, why would you say that? You know, and well, it's just an expression. Well, don't say it here. Good enough for gospel. It's never good enough. I mean, good enough is never good enough. You're going to do a job, do it right. You're going to serve God, serve Him right. You're going to reach out, reach out right. If you're going to reach a, you know, serve a generation, let's do it right. Let's do it with excellence, praise God. And that's one of the reasons we pour our guts into this kind of stuff. Are you still with me? Yes. Amen. So, praise God. Um, by doing that, we create a, I'm just kind of skipping down here, we create a, a quality atmosphere. That's one of the things that happens when you start flowing in excellence. Uh, and the other thing that happens, especially when you start dealing with the younger generation, the younger kids, when you are willing to go the extra mile, it shows them you believe in them. You're willing to change everything just to make an atmosphere that's conducive for God to move for them, something they'll enjoy. Hey, I believe in that. 
They're willing to put on something, do this, an outreach, some kind, you know, rodeo, buy all this. We're doing all this. Why? Amen. To show them we believe in them. And you do that, I guarantee you, you start winning their heart over. Amen. They see. Amen. That you do value them. And it does speak. You think, ah, little kids, they don't think that way. They do too. They pick up on it. Amen. Praise God. It changes the whole atmosphere. Praise the Lord. All right. One, this, one last statement, and uh, I was going to maybe, uh, but I just want to, I'll just say it this way, that um, excellence, uh, it costs something in the beginning, especially. Uh, but you have to understand, excellence doesn't just cost, it pays. Because in the end, amen, you have great dividends when you do things right. So it takes our obedience. You know, how does this all work? Just being obedient to it. It takes our relevance, and it takes our substance. Amen. Our time, energy, efforts, substance, materials, goods, finance, all that kind of stuff to make these things work. Amen. Hallelujah. Serve our generation with a willing heart. Amen. And walk in the blessing. Can I hear a big amen? Did you get something tonight? Praise God. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Father, once again, we just give you the praise and the glory. Thank you so much for this people. Thank you for the willingness to serve you and to serve this generation. Praise God. Father, I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for their heart. I'm grateful for this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All the things that they're willing to do to just reach out, reach the lost, reach the youngins. Praise God, our youth. Father, I'm just grateful. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, as your word says, if we're willing, amen, if we'll reach out, amen, unto them, it's as if we're doing it unto you. Praise God. And so, Father, I thank you and I praise you for the hearts of this congregation. And, Lord, for those listening and watching by Internet, I'm grateful, Lord God, for those that are hooking up, grabbing hold of this, praise God, of being a productive part in their, uh, in their uh, communities and societies, praise God, making a difference, praise God, across this nation, across this world. For that, I give you praise, I give you glory, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. <laughs> praise God. Well, turn to somebody and say, I'm so glad you're a willing vessel, praise God. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.